Listen and stream the all-new talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Hey, good afternoon, guys, and welcome to Freedom 106.5 FM. This is where you speak your mind. Carrie Vida Company, and you know what you're in for. Good afternoon, Hey, hey, Rudy, what's up? Really, hear me? It's a great Sunday. It's a beautiful Sunday. Although I heard there's some flooding in certain parts of Trinidad. So in, I hope um, people are safe. In Penal as well, I got a message from oh, Cynthia. No. She says, please highlight the flooding that's happening now. It's really you bad see? in Penal. But it's true, not to be, you know. We can't get rain I without know. flooding, you know. And it's so sad. It is, it is. I hope. How is Port of Spain? Well, let me tell you something. I was inside here cooped up all afternoon and I haven't uh-huh. seen outside. But when I when I when I when I just reached when here uh-huh. it, it rain it was raining but it wasn't flooded as yet. But you know, I've been sitting here for the past three. Alright. So all I don't know right. what's going on out there now. I tell you I have a banana boat. I came into one today, you know. You know that? You prepared, man. Of course, because you see that thunder and lightning from since early this morning since and last night. Since early this morning, uh-huh. yes. Yeah, but it I love it. It started by me around 2 o'clock. 2:30. Yeah, around that time, around that time. But good, I love and it. the electricity went, you know. Serious? Yes. It's a little romantic, but the mosquitoes were on, uh, interfering. I realize. And the then mosquitoes you're, you're gonna be were... sweating because it would not be in no AC. <laughs> 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 hey, good afternoon, Trinidad and Tobago oh, once again. Yes. It's Carrie V alongside Rudy Hanamji. And this is Love is Love, which we do every Sunday right here on Freedom 106.5 FM from 3 to 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Yeah. And if you're wondering, what, what is love is love? It's just what it is. Love is love. Love have no face. It have no value. It have no price. Anybody can love whoever they want to love. Do whatever you want to do once it's not illegal. Well, exactly. Yeah. Or interfering with somebody else's aye, aye, business. Aye. In the business. But hmm, that, that kind of bad for Trinidad. You know, everybody always... Well, you know, in Trinidad and Tobago, mm-hmm. everybody's business. Is we business. Somebody else's business. <laughs> anyway... So, Rudy, but before that, let me just call my numbers, guys. Of course, you can call yes. us 627 3223, 625 2257, Don't forget, coming up at 4 o'clock, it's all about queer confessions, where you can send your queer confessions, right, or your experiences to queerconfessions106 at gmail.com for us to sit down and discuss it. We're going to be doing it anonymously as well. So, yes, yeah, stay as tuned always. for that. I know we have and a I, I, I guess. believe we have a few. Yes. We, we did get a few emails this week. Mm-hmm, so, I'm looking mm-hmm, forward to mm-hmm. that. So, I know we have a guest today, Lawrence Arjun, the CEO of Heroes, yes. Heroes Foundation, right? So, tell us a, a bit right. about that, Rudy. So I've known Lawrence for a number of years and for more than five of those, he has been the CEO of Heroes Foundation, as you said, which is a youth-focused NGO. They are situated in the Southland, but they have partnered with many agencies, private and public sector over the years, to develop training programs, interventions and workshops for young people uh, which encourage them to become better leaders Mm. and Lawrence is also a community leader and advocate for human rights Mm -hmm. so he was one of the panelists that was invited by the BBC 
to appear on their BBC World Questions, oh. which happened last week, mm-hmm. Wednesday. Wow! And I'm I know that we're gonna di- we're gonna delve straight into that, right? Yes, yes. So. Let me take a really, really quick break, Rudy. And when we come back, we're going to be continuing the discussions. I have a lot of ads to pick up on. So, guys, don't forget you can call us 627-3223-625-2257. Send us that WhatsApp message on 3061065. Talk Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. This is Love is Love. Welcome back, Rudy. Carrie, good <laughs> afternoon again to all our listeners mm-hmm. logged in on Radio Land. Yes. Welcome to Love is Love again. So, Rudy, jumping straight into it. I know yes, BBC World had questions for Trinidad and Tobago. They did. And they wanted to ask, they asked, when will the LGBTQ people be protected mm-hmm. by law from discrimination and violence. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play a, a clip for you guys. It will, it, it will be played in in twos. All right. So I'm gonna play this this clip. So Rudy, you can Rudy, you can mute your mic because I'm using the same line. All right. So I'm gonna play this clip. Listen up. In this country, be protected by law from discrimination and violence based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Thank you very much indeed. Um, the question: When will LGBT people in this country be protected by law from discrimination and violence based on sexual orientation and gender identity? Uh, the uh, legal ban on homosexual sex was uh, overturned in 2018, but it remains on the statute books um, and is wending its way, I think, towards the Privy Council, the English legal body, the British legal body, that is the highest court of appeal. That will take some years. Lawrence, are you the question about protection? Right, so we're going to pause that there. Rudy, you hearing me? Yes, I'm hearing you quite well. Right, so that was the start of it. And if you're now joining us, uh, BBC World Questions, uh, TT, Trinidad and Tobago, when will the LGBTQ persons or persons from the community be protected by law from discrimination and violence? Now, let me play from here. Oops, wait, I made a boo-boo. I made a boo boo. Five, three, four. I'm muting again. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and mute. Five, three, four. Five, three, four, right? Y'all bear with me, bear with me. Five, three, four. Five, three, four. Yeah, so let's start from here. All right. Stuart Young, Minister Brandt. Again, the question, when will LGBT plus people in this country be protected by law from discrimination and violence based on sexual orientation and gender identity? That protection does not currently exist. So I have sat in and listened, and I've listened very carefully to your repeat of the question. And I would love to know exactly in what area there is not protection for it is a crime for anybody to exact physical violence on anybody. So that's the first thing I was a little confused by. But recently within our society, everyone is allowed to express 
the views, express their practices, that is protected by the Constitution of Trinidad and Tobago. There are some archaic laws, as I understand it, for example, Immigration Act is one. That case that you mentioned, going to the Privy Council, is not about a lack of protection for anyone and their practices, etc. I believe it is an attack on an archaic law that exists, and it may very well be the immigration law. I am not 100% familiar with it. But if there are instances, the next thing that crossed my mind as well is we have the Equal Opportunities Commission, we have the Equal Opportunities Legislation, and that is a body that was formulated by legislation to protect exactly against any and all discrimination, any and all sexual harassment, and these types of things. So if there's specific legislation, that you believe needs to be modeled and good, then I agree with Anita. Bring it forward. There are some methodologies to do that. And it will be looked at. Nothing is shut down. But I sat here with some discomfort trying to figure out but where exactly is it that it is not protected? Because it is wrong under the Equal Opportunities Act to discriminate against no. it is wrong. Well, that no, you're wrong. No, no, your voice I was saying in the background in the video I will neither confirm nor deny <laughs> well I know your voice anyway but this this is this came from Stuart Young the, and it's it's available online across the globe on bbcworld.com wow where the minister a sitting MP was wrong in his belief that the Equal Opportunities Act protects all sexual orientation and, and others, other marginalized groups, and had to be corrected live on stage, unfortunately, in front of the whole world. This is, this is embarrassing, you know, you know that? Well, you heard my voice, but I'm not sure if you heard on your end the background from the audience. Yes, I did. People were really surprised and the audience was disappointed, mm. to say the least. Because this is not a new issue. 
I mean, you heard it yourself a few days ago when you attended the DEI conference. conference. Yeah. Did it seem to you, Carrie, that this is a new topic that no. just came up in the last year? No, it isn't. But how can... But are, are these ministers actually reading the different laws that we have? Is it that they have a problem with interpreting it? Right now, well, I, I... questions like that. They, I mean, okay, in all fairness, you don't expect any MP to go around with the entire legislation of the country in their mind, right? right? But However, do some research before um, you're going to... Ah, do some research exactly because they would have been briefed about the topics that may have been covered as well as he is an attorney Mm -hmm. and he i do believe he would have been in the attorney general's office the former attorney general's office at one time Mm -hmm. when these matters have been raised and these matters have covered the front page of the newspaper these matters have been spoken about remember about a month ago or maybe three weeks ago we played the clip from the parliament where the equal opportunities commission itself was speaking about its challenges Mm -hmm. so in this particular area this particular area there is less latitude for mps to not be aware by now if this were a new issue, if this were even something that came up in the last two, three, four years, I would have a little more understanding, Kari. But this mm-hmm. has been a fight for more than 15 years. Yeah. And you remember, we also sent to all MPs a booklet mm-hmm. last year in which this was featured. So I, it was really shocking. Mm-hmm. But what was you talk about the you talked about the audience's response? What 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 were their response like? Well, the interesting thing about that format is before they they start the show, the producer actually carries the audience through an exercise mm-hmm. that encourages them to respond because it's really a it's a podcast so when you go on bbcworld.com mm-hmm. you won't see the film or uh, the recording you will hear it you will it's, hear it's it. an audio recording right, right so that's why they encourage the audience to participate so that mm, the so people, people listening hear. will yeah. feel that they're part of it mm-hmm. and not just for that question but many questions are not just for him the audience really felt empowered i must say to show both their support mm-hmm. and their disappointment for different answers that were given from various panelists throughout the evening. And it was encouraging in that regard. I, it, what it showed me, Kari, is that there's generally, generally, because obviously not everybody in the room would agree, yeah. but out of 200 people, most people seemed to agree in their reactions to certain things. So Uh where there was disappointment, most of the room was disappointed. Was disappointed. And where there was agreement, most of the room agreed. Mm -hmm. So it shows me, Carrie, that Trinidad and Tobago citizens and the audience included people from all backgrounds, ages, Mm -hmm. 
ethnicities wide cross section huh? yeah wide cross section so i don't want people out there to believe that these were a particular group of people at the central it was mm. open to anybody and it showed me that the trinis really get it we all we all without even knowing each other or talking to each other we all agreed on certain things and we all disagreed on other things so mm. it was it was really in telling in that regard and i i did i did feel a bit of compassion for the minister mm-hmm. because it was a faux pas mm-hmm. and i mean at the end he acknowledged that he made a mistake and he and he didn't know that particular fact mm. and he did say as you heard all right we'll bring it forward and bring it the legislators yeah. will will deal with it so okay well again, going again again because <laughs> I, because <laughs> i remember you told again. me and and in, some time ago when we had the interview and i asked i said well rudy why don't you all is it that you all put stuff together and you know you carry it to the to the parliament or you carry it to the people who would you know see that the legislation passed and you said that you have you have emailed and dropped it each and every mp yes. and everyone who, who yes. has the power to make the change and that was a long time ago and nothing hasn't come out of it or one or two persons responded to you one or two did did one or two did and the former age he knew about it because he was one mm. of the people that responded to us the that's men mp arawi he he did respond and he was in talks with the equal opportunities commission and us to meet before he was replaced so maybe we need to write to the new age again so that's fine you know carry you know what mm-hmm. we are so we've been doing this for so many years that we just keep doing it yeah because what else and and it, we are in pride month and we're going to be talking a little bit just a, giving people a little teaser about pride this year so in pride's messaging and programming mm-hmm. obviously we're going to have to bring this up again this year so that's all keep mm. going wow Hmm. But really, what can, what more can be done to ensure MPs are aware of the amendments required to the Equal Opportunities Act? What can they do? Well, at this stage, I am talking to my team and we are thinking that we will literally have to go to every office, like physically now. Mm-hmm. So rather than email and drop off letters we will need a group of us to go physically to the 41 offices mm-hmm. and stand up there and meet with them and that way none of them could say any longer that they don't know mm-hmm. and we will have to do the same thing with the senators and we will have to do the same thing with the president and mm-hmm. everybody we will have to go physically and and conduct this exercise all over again that's that's i guess the only thing that we can do carry mm. because it's been covered on the news on so many occasions if you just google this topic every media house in trinidad including ours here mm-hmm. at, at yeah you know at freedom's family every media house has covered it yeah many morning show programs hosts are aware of this they bring it up in other areas the equal opportunities commission has reported on it in their own way in the papers 
in Parliament in their outreach in their newsletters. The, some of the senators have talked about it. Independent senators have raised it in the Senate of Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Prime Minister, it has been raised with the Prime Minister publicly when he first became Prime Minister and then a few years later, media personnel asked him on air, we have those recordings. So the Prime Minister of the country knows about it. The opposition leader knows about it because, as you would recall, she also mentioned mm-hmm. LGBT persons in yeah. her speech and and that was part of a package that she would have received. So if people think that we are hallucinating or we are making stories up, why would she have included it in her speech if we had not reached out to all of them? Why would the Prime Minister not talk about it when he's asked about it if he wasn't aware of it he you know so it, it it's 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 in front of them mm-hmm. so you could imagine we're a bit frustrated right like a bit for yourself a bit this happening too long now i the call to action let's talk about that we you gotta let the legislators yes. legislators yeah. know right because i saw uh, on wednesday this was in 2009 and that mm-hmm. was on the front, not the front page of the Guardian, but it was in the Guardian. The Guardian did a poll and they said, should TNT ah. retain laws which make homosexual activity illegal? And uh, let me let me double check this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 132% says yes, whilst 176 persons says no. What are your thoughts on that? So, so the that was 2009 right Mm -hmm. so that is 14 years ago a big child and 14 years ago almost 60 percent of the poll said that those laws should not exist Mm -hmm. almost 60 percent of the poll 14 years ago said laws should not discriminate against gay people. Right. So, I I remember when that poll came out and it was very encouraging. 14 years ago, we thought, oh, well, this is on the front page of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Everybody will see this in Parliament, in, in business and other sectors of society. So perhaps now there's no one can argue that it seems that the majority of people really and truly just want everybody to be equal. Mm-hmm. But 14 years later, here we are. Still fighting. So still fighting this battle. How long again will it be another 14 years? Mm-hmm. Because the Equal Opportunities Act was passed in the year 2000. So it was nine years before that poll, you know. Hmm. So even if, Carrie, when the Equal Opportunity Act was passed 23 years ago, you're talking about almost a quarter of a century, Esther. Yeah. When the, if when it was first passed, let us say, let us say back then it was 50-50. Right. Nine years later, 60% shift. And and other polls have been done since then, mm-hmm. which show that almost 80% of the population d- 
does not care about keeping any laws that discriminate against anybody. Mm. Now, it does mean that 80% of the population, and we've heard it on our program, you you and I hear it yeah. ever so often, people will call and say, I personally don't agree, or I personally have a religious belief mm. against that. However, let the people yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Don't you hear that for yourself? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've ever got a call. I mean, I stand to be corrected. In almost a year now, we've been doing this. I, I don't ever remember us getting one call where somebody co- said, yes, put them on an island or mm. take away their rights. No, but, 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 Rudy, but Rudy, we see it in different comments on the different social media platforms when it has well. any issue regarding <laughs> someone from the community. But I have a, I, here's what my thing is with that. Uh-huh, you uh-huh. know the, the term called keyboard warriors? You know that, right? Of course. So behind yes. their phones, behind their laptops, they would mm-hmm, say whatever mm-hmm. they have to say. But whatever. in the road or even or, or, like um, to they hear their voice. Your yeah, they would. They would. So whilst I understand that it have people who would have their own agenda when it comes to social media and mm-hmm, messaging and everything mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. I still don't think that they have a problem, you know. Because... I'm sure they make oh, up artists. Yeah, as a, I understand where you're you understand going. what yes, I'm saying, yes, right? Yes, so yes. because of that whole they hiding behind a mm-hmm, phone mm-hmm. kind of thing. But when they go outside and they go into their workplace, they go into a place to eat, they go do their hair, they go do their makeup, they go on and um, play mass. Them don't care. Them don't care. Well well you, you again going back to the DEI conference, look at the companies that were there. You think people could go in their workplaces and say certain things anymore? No. Nope. Nope. So, so they wouldn't. They would be very careful about what they say and what they don't say. Hmm. So that is the position. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, uh, and it it does make you feel tired, Carrie. Yeah. After all yeah. these years, yeah. you could imagine how it feels. Hmm. But Rudy you Lamarx, know, you know, right? Difficult. If if the Guardian hmm. did a poll similar to this, do you think that the the response? Would positive would would lean positively towards the LBGTQ community, or against? I think so. Think I so? really think so. Why? I, I be, it because we we ha, we do meet opposition, but over the years it has been dwindling, and mm. and that's what makes it even more frustrating because the politicians in the past they obviously would worry about losing votes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now you have so many younger, more younger people in the mix. You have people changing their mindsets, not just about this, about different things, about, you you know, ethnic issues, about the economy, even with environmental considerations. 10, 15 years ago, you think people Mm -hmm. really we're talking about the environment but now people they won't buy things from companies if they find out the companies are polluted yeah. they'll be very upset yeah so mm. now is the time that if you are really focused on broadening your base and speaking to a broader more inclusive society now is the time to pass you think i honestly carry you really think if the government woke up in the morning and took that one sentence out of the equal opportunities act anybody would really riot in the road no 
and and that's all it is you know it's to remove one sentence from a piece of legislation yeah to start with <laughs> uh, Rudy here's what I'm gonna take a really really quick break and when we come back we're gonna be discussing more right yes see you on the flip side keep it locked to freedom 106.5 FM this is where you speak your mind 345 and that's my time check this is love is love what you do every Sunday from 3 to 5 p.m. Carrie V and Rudy Hanamji keep it locked is streaming at freedom106.5.com. Welcome back. It's Freedom 106.5 FM. This is where you speak your mind. Carrie V and Rudy Hanamji. That's us. Love is Good a Lizard. Welcome Lizard. So, on my telephone line, I have a very, very, very special guest joining us today. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give their names, Rudy? <laughs> we are so privileged to have with us Mr. Lawrence Arjun, CEO of the Heroes Foundation. And for those who are now joining us, we had introduced Lawrence as one of our country's foremost youth advocates mm-hmm. for more than a decade. He has been in the trenches organizing activities around youth development, advocacy for human rights and inclusion of fence line communities and at-risk populations in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. At Heroes, they really focus on ensuring that young people become ethical and future-focused leaders. Mm-hmm. And he's been working with a number of agencies in the public mm-hmm. and private sector in mm-hmm. this type of work. So, And Lawrence was, of course, one of the panelists that the BBC World Questions team invited mm-hmm. last week Wednesday to sit on that stage and answer questions. Nice. So let us introduce and bring on Lawrence Arjun. Lawrence, are you there? Good afternoon. Welcome. Good afternoon, y'all. How are you Thank doing? You How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you going? You hear everything all right? I am I am doing well. I'm just hearing an echo. But You're hearing an is... echo. Let me load this a bit. All right, let me hear you. You hearing it okay. now? It's better? Yeah. A lot better. Nice. I can hear you a lot better, yes. Nice. I'm doing pretty well. Thank you both for having me on your amazing, um, very relevant, very mm. important show. Mm. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. But Lawrence, let's dive straight into it. Heroes. What What is the Heroes Foundation? What is that? So the Heroes Foundation is an organization that works with children and youth to help them to find the hero within themselves mm-hmm. and then go on to build a safe and sustainable society together. Uh-huh. Um, Heroes has been around for the last 20 years really focusing on the psychosocial development of young people to their mental health, their well-being, skills development, so critical skills as we see it, 21st century skills. Um, Some people call it soft skills. We definitely see it as critical skills for Mm -hmm. not only the world of work, but for life. So communication, problem solving, critical thinking, um, stress management, those sorts of things mm-hmm. um, that really are vital to us as human beings and then sustainability education. So we deliver long-term interventions. We work with secondary school students, um, migrant communities to deliver three-year intervention programs. So we journey with these children through their lives, support them along the way mm-hmm. and really help them to figure out, you know, what do I want to do? What is my plan for life and how do I start now mapping that plan? Mm-hmm. So that I could, I can 
go after my dreams with the confidence that I can overcome the challenges mm. and the support that I need to overcome whatever challenges I may be experiencing to mm. get to my dreams. Nah, that sounds nice. That sounds nice, actually. How long has the Heroes Foundation been in existence? The Heroes has been around for 20 years, actually. 20 years? Yes, 20 years. It started wow. in 20... Um, however long ago was 20 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> about uh, a long time ago. 2012. Yeah. <laughs> but, wait, no, that's... Yeah, 2012 sounds about right, I think. Nah, not 2012. No. My maths is not there. <laughs> um, I'm not great at maths. I, but yeah, 20 years ago, the, the organization has has done so many different things because the needs of children and youth continue to evolve. I mean, it started with something called Heroes Convention, mm -hmm. which was really bringing together secondary school students and connecting up with national heroes and achievers like Wendy Fitzwilliams, Brian Lara, the, advice, the founding advisory team of people like Justice Ulrich Cross, Paisley mm -hmm. Crawford, Pat Bishop, Clive Panton, um, and the whole concept, I mean, Philip Julian is the founder. The whole idea was that Philip wanted young people to realize that they can go on and do these things that they see our national heroes and our national achievers doing. And so the Heroes Convention was, was bringing all these young people together, letting them show off their skills and talents, and then connecting them to people to hear their stories. And we've done so many different things. I mean, the, the youth development program came out of that. Mm. Uh, and, the, and the specific need for that was one of the children at the um, Heroes Convention said, you know, all this is well and good, but probably going to end up in a gang by 16 and dead at 19. So mm. what you saying to me not making sense. And wow. that got the team to really think about how do you have these long-term interventions. Mm -hmm. So we got the youth development program. We got the Big Brothers Big Sisters mentorship program coming on. We started into comic books because comic books are a very nice child-friendly ways to help people, to help children in particular understand complex issues. Also helps them um, build their interest in reading, especially when they're seeing stories about themselves. And for us, stories about ourselves as Trin Trinidadians and Tobagonians, as Trinidadians and as Caribbean people are so important when we are trying to support the development of young people. Mm. And it grew into to, to where we are today. And today, one of the biggest things that we try to do is create spaces because mm -hmm. there aren't many spaces that, that do it, but create spaces now where young people actually get their voices heard by decision makers and leaders in the country. Mm -hmm. Because the only way we're going to bring about sustainable change that lines up to what we need our young people in the country need yeah. is if decision makers today understand what young people need, what young people think, what young people believe. Now what they're so going through things yeah, into mm -hmm. the decision making process right so so lawrence from 2003 to 2023 what are some of the foundation's accomplishments well we've been able to work with over six thousand people in this country wow. um, the biggest thing for me personally is that we have been able to create safe spaces where young people can share and where young people can ask for help. Mm -hmm. The number one issue that we hear from children in our program is adults don't listen to children. Mm. They don't listen to children when they have concerns, when they feel scared, when they feel at risk, when they have an opinion on a topic that they see as relevant for them. And we know, we know the society that, that 
that we are in where mm-hmm. where you do you get involved in big people business so yeah why are you talking about that just do x y and z but the, the reality is and i think adults need to remember when they were children sometimes but the reality is that children are connected to a lot of issues and they feel yeah. and they experience the world in the same way um so 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 for us a, a big achievement is being able to create those spaces We've seen when we have, we have, I mean, some of the stats that we have from the data we've collected is that when children pass through our program, 93% of them um, show some sort of significant increase in learning, whatever topics mm-hmm. we talk about. Um, and, and, and I mean, our average learning increases about 30%, but we see children, when we talk about things like climate change, when we talk about things like energy efficiency, when we talk about things, about things like equality, we see mm-hmm. children, we, when, we, when we do our assessments, we see learnings of increases of like up to 90, 93 and 95% because they're just issues that, that they aren't that are important to them, that they aren't getting the opportunity to connect with in the regular systems. Mm. Um, we see the improvements in academics. So children who come through our program, 85% of them improve in their academics. Uh-huh. We've seen how, how creating those spaces where where the children are able to talk and get help and uh, about their specific issues, mm-hmm. reduce their anxiety, reduce their stress, reduce the, improve their conflict resolution um, abilities and, and, and help them to better manage social situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. But Lawrence, can anyone join the foundation? If so, how can they join? So we are limited in our capacity with the amount of children that we can take on. Mm. Right now we work with 13 secondary schools across Trinidad and we have about 130 migrant children including online programs. Mm. So in total we have about 340, 50 children in the program. Um, we work through the schools for the, for, for, for the locals mm-hmm. and we partner with schools where we get some we can't deliver this program without the support of the schools we need the teacher support we need the the, the administration support in facilitating a lot of our engagements with the school so that's the kind of environment we require to deliver the program and then we take on the groups there mm. um so we're not really open publicly to oh. children coming into the program but we've been we've been trying to figure out ways of how we can ex offer what we do to people outside. Mm. So there are a few big things that we've been that we'll be rolling out online. I mean the announcement is gonna come out for this one this week so I can share it with you all now. Mm-hmm. But we have partnered with Cisco, which is a global tech company, mm. to offer um certified technology skills training programs online for free to young people in Trinidad and Tobago. And this is programs that getting people that are going to get people into the spaces of things like cybersecurity, internet of things, mm. um, networking, those those tangible skills that employers are actually looking for mm. when it comes to the technology jobs that, that we need. And there is a skills gap for that, as the Ministry of Planning and the UNICEF's report would have shown um, that they that they published earlier this year that shows. So mm. we, we're rolling out that so that not only children in our program, but anybody who wants to upskill themselves with these skills for employment can go online and do it. And we're trying to find ways to deliver the psychosocial program right. similarly. 
and partner with other organizations who mm. may have young people but may not have programmatic content. Right. You can come and you can access all of these things online for free. Mm. Um, and we will put up and we will, we can connect and work with organizations mm. and provide training for, for, for their volunteers or their facilitators on how to deliver the program mm-hmm. so that the content is available as as as, as widely as possible mm-hmm. to help young people on this journey. Yeah. Now, Lawrence, I, I know you mentioned the partners, but earlier this week I had an interview with um, Sergeant Police J.C. Small. We have a program here called mm-hmm. Police and You. What he mm-hmm. is, he he runs a police youth club and there are other officers mm-hmm. as well. And you're mentioning the programs that you all have. Do you think that it will be good to probably even reach out to the different police youth clubs and the persons who are managing it and see if you could have like a collaborative program Definitely. or something Definitely. in communities? Because I'm glad that you raised Sergeant Small because we actually started conversations with him a few years ago well in 2020 when i came across the at heroes mm-hmm. and then the pandemic happened yeah and, and everything paused. yeah so i'm glad that you said that because we actually we've actually been in conversations with um separia police youth club because they've been in some activities that we've delivered down in separia mm-hmm. and st james police youth club yeah um, i think the police youth club model is an excellent model mm-hmm. um we 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 have those. I think this is a very nice reminder to reach out to Sergeant Small yeah. and and look at how do we get. Because our thing is, how do we support as best as we can in the spaces that we are not in? Mm-hmm. And I think um, this there is there's a lot of opportunity for for collaboration around the spaces, particularly with the police youth club. Yeah. A lot of good will come comes out of from there, people. yeah. And um talking to him, they have a lot of programs as well. And you know, nothing is wrong with a collaborative effort. And I think you all you all will reach more because they would have their resources, you would have your resources and if we put it together then ta da, we get something good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's delve away from that and let's jump into the BBC World Questions and Pride TT 2023. Mm-hmm. Now, you sat on that panel. Is it the first time you have ever sat on a panel like that? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and tell us about your experience. How how was it? Um, I think that the producers of BBC World Questions did a great job in the panel that they selected it really was for me a diverse panel mm-hmm. um it was a a younger panel than than we, we tend to see um speaking at at, at international forums like that mm-hmm. i was happy to be included in the panel as a young person in trinidad and tobago um to sit there so um i, I thought they did a good job in that mm-hmm um i thought that it is a very good start to more conversations that we need in the country mm. um as i was at, as i would have said um i think a big problem that we have in this country is around trust and trust. that comes from the sort of conversations that we see mm-hmm. um that really do not have the sort of respect we need, particularly from our leaders. Right. And having open and honest and respectful conversations about issues is going to be important if we want to really deal with the issues that are heard. Mm. And then creating the spaces where the issues that are affecting the people are raised to, to the decision makers is going mm. to be important. So I think it was, it's a very good starting point for us to look at how do we do more of this. 
mm-hmm. and how do we have those open, honest, and respectful conversations mm-hmm. about what we need as a country? As a country, do you think that that um, BBC will questions would it um, assist the Trinidad and Tobago in a positive way? Would it have a positive impact? I think so. Now, now the because I was having this conversation with a few people after the. the uh, BBC World Questions is, is not designed to show off necessarily what we think we want to show off in the country. Uh, it's okay. designed to raise questions and issues that are affecting the country. Mm. To, for me, get towards, well, what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And I think we are, it is, all countries have issues. Mm-hmm. I think this was, a, again, a, this was an opportunity to raise the issues that the citizens see as important. Mm-hmm. And I think the conversations that happen around it, again, is a good start. Yeah. Um, so I think people looking on at the country are going to see that it is not all doom and gloom. I got that from the responses. I mean, we have challenges. Mm-hmm. We are willing to talk about the challenges. Now we have to act on the challenges. Act on, and, me, and it's going to me, it's going to be positive if we act. act on it because that is the issue that i see i see that we have all these ideas we we have all the know-hows we have all the doodos as i would say but the issue and the problem and the challenge that we are facing here in Trinidad is that no action yes we have all the brightest ideas and all the ways yes. how we could do stuff but we're not getting up and doing anything yep but lawrence what what did the other panelists share what Tell us more about the, the panelists and, you know, their views and, and their comments on when they even asked Minister Stuart Young the question. So we're speaking particularly about the LGBT question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. Because yeah, I, I do think everybody should actually go and listen to BBC World Questions mm. and get a sense of the overall view. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the question about LGBTQ plus um, and, and yeah. I believe it was you know when when are when are LGBTQ plus people going to have um, their rights respected in Trinidad and Tobago something along those lines yeah um, firstly I think asking the Minister of Energy that question he may not have been the right person to pose that to I I I, I think. The, 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 the Attorney General is the one we need answering that question, mm. Mm. Um, first and foremost. Um, Minister Young's response to me uh, was honest, mm-hmm. and I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that that also, with his portfolio, energy is one of our biggest, biggest things to deal with at, uh, in this country, especially now when we are managing an energy transition and, and trying to ensure that the country can continue to get money for the things that we need. Um, mm. and, I, and I can appreciate that he may not interact with people in this country directly mm. who are directly affected by the legislations that are in place that even though leg- legislation may not tell people exactly how to behave, the legislative environment influences our culture, mm-hmm. and I, I, I can appreciate, I can appreciate his response from that perspective, um, and I'm quite happy that he's, from his experience, does not interact or does not does not see people being 
um, discriminated against or or feeling the negative impacts of 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 discrimination or or exclusion in the society. Mm-hmm. That's one part. Mm-hmm. The second part is the reality is that we do need to change things. Mm-hmm. We do need to change things. And I mean, I will share with you all after, because we had the conversation after BBC World Questions, after I raised the point that the equal opportunities legislation needs to be changed. Yeah. And he said, you know, that, that was a good recommendation. He didn't realize that. So he's actually going to look into it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he just didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, so I can appreciate that. Um, and I think that this was an opportunity to get somebody who did not know to now know. Yeah. But my 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 challenge is, which is the point I, I have raised there, is that I mean I hear the conversation, the points about democracy being what the majority wants, right? And yeah, that is one part of democracy. But I mean, I I, I love to listen to young people, mm. and we had a thirteen-year-old on Monday at a session where we would, where, where, where we were talking about democracy. Say that for her, democracy is where the majority decides but the minority is protected mm-hmm. and i think that is something that is important for us to remember and also i mean i said it on, on real questions and i'm going to say it again dr eric williams gave us some pretty good guidelines for democracy mm-hmm. about democracy means recognizing your recognition of others Mm-hmm. and the equality of all in the eyes of the law mm. and democracy meaning the responsibility of the government to its citizens to the protection of the citizens from the exercise of arbitrary power and the violation of human freedoms and individual rights yeah that is so clear and our our system in trinidad and tobago came from colonialism. Mm-hmm. We all know that is not the ideal system for a safe and sustainable society. That is not disputable. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing now to ensure that we start building that system and that society that we want? And one is that we need a government to make the decisions that say we want to ensure that citizens are protected from the exercise of arbitrary power and the violation of human freedoms and individual rights. Mm-hmm. And that means changing some of the legislation that is in place and making a stance and saying it is wrong mm-hmm. to discriminate against people because of their sexual orientation. It is wrong to, to exclude people from any sort of services because of their sexual orientation and starting to facilitate the open conversations around because while while our laws may say great everybody in Trinidad and Tobago is, should get access to health and should get access to, to protection and, and, and everything else mm-hmm. the reality is that the culture that is built up around it doesn't necessarily facilitate that mm-hmm. and now with something like the example of the Equal Opportunities Act, which is supposed to allow people to stand up for their rights with support, mm. specifically excluding people because of sexual orientation, we're not quite dealing with that matter. 
in a way that is going to influence the culture well. Yeah. Mm. Well done. And you're correct. You're you're very, very correct because I had a I had a human rights activist in, in my previous show with uh, the Charming Ford show. And she actually well you actually um repeated the same sentiment she was saying. Not the same words, but it's the same thing. You know, everybody deserves equals right equal rights. Uh June to 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 close off our interview, um, someone sent me a message on WhatsApp and they said that they want to get some contact information for you from you about the Heroes Foundation. Would you care to share how persons can reach out, how persons can even donate and assist? Because there are a lot of persons out here who who would like to volunteer and donate and assist you all in your endeavors. Will you kindly share your information? Sure. I mean, all of the information is on our social media pages and the website. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can just go on to any of the social media pages. Actually, everybody should go and like and follow us on all of the social Heroes media Foundation, right? Heroes Foundation. Let me Heroes pick up Foundation, my phone. The Heroes Foundation. Go on Instagram and find yes. it. <laughs> yes. And everything people need is there. The phone number is there. Email addresses is there. They can message the social media pages mm-hmm. and we'll respond to them and we'll put them in contact Follow. with the relevant people in the organization. Right. Well, I've got it here. Well, thank you, Lauren, so much for joining us. I feel we'll have to have you on another one of our programs because there are some questions I really want to ask. I want to ask you, but I don't have enough time. But <laughs> Thanks, it, Lawrence. It, it's gonna be It's going to be that for now. So when we call you to come back, I hope you're available. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, definitely, definitely. This was good. Thank you for your time and for inviting me on. Of course. Thank you so Thank much. For your time. Take care. Enjoy Have the a good rest one. of the afternoon. Bye. Rudy, such an awesome interview. I, I, I had some more questions. I told so, you. Yeah. Yes. But then I look up at the time and I saw it was four seventeen. <laughs> but guys I know, it I know we have uh, quick confessions coming up. It was a little late, but you know what? We're still working all the time yes, because sometimes yes. the the information that is being shared, it's so valuable that I don't want to cut it across and I don't want to cut it off and you know. But that's okay. We'll have him back again. No, but we covered a lot and we did. Lawrence brought a different perspective which is what we need. We need people who can add different views on the same as he is you know same point we're getting to the same objective mm-hmm. but as he said he he was able to contextualize the responses and he brought up that issue about whether should it be remember you asked about the poll mm-hmm. and he brought up the issue of should majority rule in a situation like this when it comes to human rights yeah because if the majority of people say, well, don't give them any rights, is that the correct thing to mm, do? And that doesn't make so, it right, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, all right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's going to be queer confessions. Guys, don't forget you can send us those queer experiences to our email, queerconfessions106 at gmail.com. When we come back, we're going to be discussing more. We have something about the trans Someone sent us an email about that. We're going to be letting you know. So when we come back, it's much more. It's Freedom 106.5 FM. This is where you speak your mind. It's Love is Love. We're going to be right back. Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. Welcome back. It's Freedom 106.5 FM. This is where you speak your mind. It's just about 26 minutes after four. And it's me, of course, Carrie V. And my awesome co-host, Rudy. 
Carrie, <laughs> welcome back, welcome back, mm-hmm. and welcome to all those who are now joining us mm-hmm. on our Love is Love every Sunday, 3 to 5. Of course, of course. So, you know, guys, we got to jump straight into queer confession. So, this is where someone or you, you send us your queer confessions, your experiences, anything you uh-huh. want to tell us, queer. And even if there's something you want us to discuss about queer, the queer community or anything regarding that line, of course, you can send your email to queerconfessions106 at gmail.com. We're going to read it here. It's going to be anonymous. It's only Rudy and I have access to that email. So you know what? Yes. It's a closed, should I say closed door policy thing? No. I can't say yeah, that. I, I, I guess right? it is. You only yeah. you and I have the key. Yes, yay! And I just eat keys, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> and as you see, from if you all have been following us for the last few weeks, you can tell that we don't call people's names, even though some people send their names. Yeah, we do keep it anonymous. Of course, we do, and we censor out stuff. Okay, Carrie is good at um censoring out stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, don't forget you can send me that WhatsApp message 306-1065 and of course my number to call me 627-3223-625-2257. So Rudy, who is going to read out this email? I'll read it out. Yes, I'll read it you out. do that. So All this right. is our queer confession for this week. <laughs> Hi guys, I have a question for the trans community. I don't know if you or Rudy can answer, but if someone, a male, wanted to be a trans woman and they do not, I'm adding in a word here, and they do not complete the gender transformation and vice versa, how is it okay for them to go into a female bathroom where there are other females is it because they look like a female it's okay wouldn't that cause some kind of confusion I need to get clarity please wow okay oh okay this is one of those touchy subjects it is but I know, um, Rudy, I know next week we will have someone from the Trans Coalition. Yes. I know we're going to be having discussions with them. So I think we could bring it up again. We would bring it up again, but we could yes. also have a discussion about it. So yeah. someone wants a question for the trans community. Uh, they wanted to know if someone who is a male and they wanted to be a trans woman and they didn't go through the... what What is it called again? It's gender affirmation. Gender... Reaffirmation or yeah, gender, gender affirmation, affirmation surgery. I think it's surgery. what they call it, right? And they do not do the gender affirmation surgery and vice versa. How is it okay for them to go into a female bathroom where there are other females? Is it because they look like a female? You think that is okay? Wouldn't that cause some kind of confusion? I need clarity, please, Rudy. What are your so thoughts? So I will, I will share Please. something with Trinidad and Tobago mm-hmm. that uh, may or may not be shocking. Men and women already share each other's bathrooms. 
Well, 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 that, well, mm, more women, eh? More... <laughs> you just need to go to any carnival party. More women, eh? But all right. <laughs> and I, I have, I could tell you up to a few weeks ago, I went to uh, one of those wet fests. Mm-hmm. And men and women were so drunk, they were going into each other's bathrooms because people just needed to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And people were not batting an eyelid. I don't even think if they remember anything. The, the point I'm making is that all of us have our individual privacy concerns. So I'll tell you off the bat, Carrie, I don't like to use public restrooms. I, I never I did. second that. Ew. I, especially in carnival fests and where there's high traffic areas, I mean, obviously from time to time you're forced, you have to, either, like if you're traveling in the airports, for example, mm-hmm. and you need to use your bathroom, you have to use a public bathroom. Mm-hmm. If it were up to me, I don't use them. You'll hold it up. But I'll tell you this, when I was at UE, mm-hmm. and that's a number of years ago, there was something interesting that took place in one of the bathrooms. So there's an area in UE where there are outlets that sell food and whatnot. And one of the bathrooms, when I was there, I don't know if it's the same now. Mm-hmm. Basically, both women and men use the bathroom. Right. Now, it was not a high traffic area where people would may use it at least and the way that the bathroom was created is you only had stalls right so you didn't know you know in this and uh, so for example in in a male bathroom sometimes sometimes you have urinals mm-hmm. and you have stalls in, in female bathrooms it's just the stalls right mm-hmm. so there are a number of people that i know who this topic has come up and there are a number of people I know who really don't care. Right. Once they're using stalls, it, because in their mind is like, well, I'm not seeing because the it, one is one the first issue is the the other whole idea of men sort of it, it I guess it's it's one of those weird things. Like it's not like you're going looking. But if you happen to see something, mm-hmm. it's what you have. Right. So it's it's there's no, it's it's a less awkward situation. Although you, that is arguable as well, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not like anybody really good or should be going into a bathroom to like look at other people. Right. If if you're in the bathroom, you're in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So yes, so at a fu- a fundamental level. You you sort of send gender you send people who identify in a in a certain gender in in their particular bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. Now that is where I think the other part of it is the other tricky part of it is right now in Trinidad and Tobago, mm-hmm. there are people walking around who some of us we would assume that they have a certain gender. Right. 
but we don't know. If you think about it, I have met people who just on face value, hmm. I if I were to assume a gender without hmm. asking them, well, hmm. you know, how do you identify? Nice. I might think in my mind that that is that person is of a certain gender. Mm-hmm. So if they were in a in a bathroom that was related to how they identify and how they look, mm-hmm. nobody would know. Right. I think the problem starts really and truly when you have a a tingling, a feeling like mm-hmm. a, a, a spidey sense. Right. That this person is perhaps a trans person or agenda non-conforming person mm-hmm. that is when it becomes awkward because you don't you you kind of start thinking well are they in the right bathroom yeah but that's not like from last week when we were just when we were talking to uh-huh. um, what's his name again akim akim and yes. he was saying that you know he don't fall on either side of defense i would say so right. he would he would he would he he wouldn't look that masculine and he wouldn't look that feminine. So he's just like smack in the middle. Is it something like that? That's what you Well ta- perhaps yes. There, there are people who you do they they could go they could look one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know how they approach it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this much. And this is this is probably not the right. I don't know what is the right approach because that is not my lived experience, right? I identify right. as a man. I was born as a man. That I could talk for me, mm-hmm. right? If I were non-binary, gender non-conforming in this country, mm-hmm. I really and truly would. I would go into the bathroom that I thought would be the easier one easier one to right to pass yeah yeah i would not go in the one that would make it more difficult mm. because people kind of give you the benefit of the doubt yeah so they kind of assume well if you're in this bathroom okay maybe you're looking like x but you're probably this they, they give you the benefit of the doubt because i i remember going a party once mm-hmm. a, a queer party and I was in the bathroom and this person came in the bathroom and from the corner of my eye again we're going on assumptions right yeah. out of the corner of my eye the person could have passed for a female right but you're in a queer party so you really don't feel like whatever yeah okay. yeah yeah but the person came and was using the urinal next to me and the, the the point is that for some people it's not a big deal. For other people it would it be. would be. Yeah. Because even in the queer community, and I wanna make this point, even in the queer community, we still grapple with these things, eh? Mm-hmm. It's not as though straight people and queer people so, sometimes we have the same ways of looking at things, you know. Mm-hmm. Not all not all queer people are as accepting as they need to be when it comes to trans people. They are transphobic people in the queer community. Yeah. Hmm. And there's some, as you say, there's some, you know, in all these sub-segments of society, you find all these stupid kind of things. Hmm. You know, like, 
people say people will tell you not all people of a certain ethnicity are the same mm-hmm. you know people go around thinking that like all people from one group yeah. are all it, the same yeah yeah but yeah. we know that they are not even yeah. within a, a parent group you have all these subgroups right mm-hmm. even within religions yeah every major religion has different offshoots yeah sub it sub religions same, same same thing yeah. with queer people it, within the queer community you have people who identify a certain way mm. and they only lime or understand lime with or understand people who are very similar to them yeah they don't understand the other people yeah right so i don't know what is the answer i i do mm. know that some places i can't name them off the top of my head but i don't i have come across from time to time there are places in trinidad and tobago that have unisex bathrooms mm. in trinidad and tobago yeah so you go so for example it it might be like you like one stall right so a woman could go in and then come out and then a man could go in and come out right right, like some of those smaller bars and there's only one bathroom in her oh right right and everybody have to use it and and sometimes the way that it is it is constructed Mm. is that the sink and mirror area it's right separate yeah. to the stall area. Yeah. So let's say there's a man using the actual toilet in the enclosed space. Mm. And a woman comes in to use the mirror to put on her lipstick or whatever. Yeah. And the man comes out of the, the like he opens the toilet the door. door and comes right. out into the wash area. And in the same bathroom, you have a man and a woman. Yeah. Yeah. That happens right now in Trinidad in many mm. places. Rudy, we so, have a message here on WhatsApp. Uh-huh. I really need to read this, right? Sure. Someone says, oh, it's Lisa. Good evening, Carrie and Rudy, my favorite people. Hello, Lisa. Lisa here, locked on and listening. I went to Mass and our priest told our congregation of Pope Francis stand on acceptance to the LGBTQ community. Stay blessed, stay blessed guys. I love you so much. Wow. <laughs> Rudy, Say, could you repeat that? Yes, sorry. Let me, let me, I, let me repeat it go again. One more time. Because I think I need to take this um this time. Uh-huh. Good evening, Carrie and Rudy, my favorite guys, Lisa here, locked on and listening. I went to Mass and our priest told our congregation of Pope Francis to st- on Pope Francis stand on acceptance to the LGBTQ community. Stay blessed. I love you oh, guys. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now I understand better. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear a word or two there initially, so I couldn't put it together. Yes, uh, the Pope has made that public call that churches should act, be more accepting to everybody. Mm-hmm. Wow. But these, the, you know, and uh, uh, these are things that will work themselves out over time. Over because time. people, and, and it's same thing with other, this is a similar issue, Carrie, mm-hmm. to a wheelchair ramp. Mm-hmm. In principle, it's the same concept. When What I mean is, there, there, there are still many businesses in this country or government offices that don't have full access for wheelchair persons, right? Yeah. 
So what did over time, over the last 15, 20 years, people take money and they'll say, you know what, for the two or three people that come into my store that have a wheelchair, I'm going to build a ramp next to the staircase. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes the people who don't use a wheelchair use the ramp. You ever yeah. notice that sometimes? Yeah. Right? So what has started happening is newer companies, newer buildings, they wouldn't build a staircase at all. Mm-hmm. They will just build a ramp. Yeah. So that everybody so will just use a ramp. Anybody could use it. Yeah. I think in years to come, mark my words, one day you and I will be, we'll go on Lime somewhere and you, we will see it. Say, you remember when we were talking about that? Yeah. I think what will happen in time to come is that companies will build three washroom facilities. Mm-hmm. They will be, or, or, as I said, they'll have more of those that are sort of mixed, where it's it, the, the, the actual toilets are locked off, but the, the washrooms and sinks are shared. Mm-hmm. But I think, apart from that, I think you will see a male washroom, a female washroom, and you'll see a non-binary washroom, like at least one At store. least one. Probably yeah. and 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 people will that will solve the whole problem because in in other words why make it a problem yeah just go in where you know this has been created and and you go there and, and use the bathroom hmm. and you know the next time I go to a carnival fair and I see a woman coming in the <laughs> bathroom I will get carry no, on my no, tomorrow don't don't get yes, don't, don't I'm going do that. to carry no don't. I'm going to carry on <laughs> I'm going to protest oh my god I am going <laughs> I am going to call on the good lord uh-huh test to rain yes. fire and brimstone <laughs> what is going on Rudy be yourself hey guys it's just about 4.45 that's my time check this is where we close oh, off today's wow. episode of Queer Confessions we're going to be continuing the discussion next yes, week yes, of the same yes. email because I know we're going to have a trans coalition and we want to hear from them you know someone who would be able to shed some light on that email for us yeah and, so, g- and give their perspective yeah give their perspective on it so we're going to take a quick break when we come out, we're going to be talking about uh, the um, Pride Month. We're going to be talking about Pride Month. Yeah? So when we yes, come back... We'll have a teaser. See you course, on the flip side. Much more. Talk, talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. Welcome back. It's Freedom 106.5 FM. Uh, this is where you speak your mind. Carrie V in your company. And I'm here with my awesome co-host, Rudolph hello, and Andrew. Hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome back. I feel like we're, Cara, no? we're in our last few minutes already yes. on this wonderful Sunday afternoon. I think we need to get our next hour. What are we going to do? Hmm. For the ones I'm who are listening, listening out there, <laughs> yes, we need one more hour. <laughs> so, guys, this is Love is Love. And we are going to be talking about Pride. Pride Month, Rudy. We're yes, here. Yes, a teaser, a teaser. Yes, a teaser. yes, yes. Tell us. So, 1st of June... Mm-hmm. would have been International Pride Month season mm-hmm. commencement. Right. So all over the world, you'll see companies starting to develop pride merchandise. You'll have pride marches and activities starting. So what Trinidad did six years ago is we said, look, let's not compete with global pride because mm-hmm. people fly out from the Caribbean to go to these prides. So we have our Pride starting always the last weekend of June. Right. So on the 30th of this month, mm-hmm. Pride TT 
will kick off its activities and ah. we carry our activities into the last weekend of July mm. so we go for a month of activities yay and one of the reasons that it's it's that protracted is you can't not everybody has the ability to get involved in let's say one week because people have work transportation yeah. issues there might be rain one day mm. you know diff- so we say look let's give it a full month to give everybody at least one opportunity to get to a particular activity some yeah. people like films some people like games some people like a party i want to go to like all workshops i want to go to all well i'm waiting to see because <laughs> this is like our carnival in july yeah yeah this, this is a second carnival yes. where we just carry on <laughs> but this year what we've done is we've split the weeks mm-hmm. into different thematic areas ah. so the first week which as i said will start on the 30th mm. is a week of advocacy right so I remember you said in that. that week for mm-hmm. example we are going to pick back up this issue with the equal opportunities act right so that's an example of how we are learning so as we do things and we get feedback we'll put it we'll integrate it into the programming right mm-hmm. the second week we're going to call it queer legacy we're looking at the people in the community who have contributed to Trinidad and Tobago so in the past we've celebrated people like Raymond Chukong right we got so we're going to be looking at some of those people we're going to be looking at the quilt there's a new movement during the HIV years, a quilt was developed, and this is not only to Trinidad and Tobago, all over the world, people would create a square of the quilt for their family member or loved one who passed who away. passed away, yeah. What we're doing is instead of it just being for HIV, we're now going to create squares for anybody that has passed away. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Mark Pereira, we lost him at Christmas time last year. Mm-hmm. We lost Bernard Beckles a few weeks ago. People pass on we are going to create quilts for them. The third week is going to focus on art and culture. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're big in this area and we're going. that's where we have the film festival. That's where we have our art exhibit. And we're going to have a little Latin exchange night where queer immigrants get to participate as well. Mm. So we try to make room for everyone. The The fourth week, the fourth and final week will be focused on health and wellness because, of course, that is after you've had some entertainment and you've had some fun. Mm. At the end of the day, people are still suffering. So we have to provide health services. We have to provide mental health and well-being services. And at the end of that week, you the next week will basically be the pride parade and, and some entertainment. So... That's the week in, a, in the month, sorry, in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And the calendar will be released mid next week. Right. And once the calendar is out, people can start planning their business. Right. Most of the events tend to be free. We ask for contributions at the door, mm-hmm. which go back into the programming to support transportation right. or mm-hmm. refreshments or whatnot. And uh, if there are any corporate sponsors out there who would like to get on board and support the queer community, you can visit com or write to administration at com, info at com or marketing at com, 
and or just reach out to us uh, on our social media platforms, mm-hmm. get involved, and for any queer persons out there or allies, straight people who who want who participate, me get excited. I'm excited. Come out. And you're going to get to meet Carrie V, my co-host, my fantabulous, wonderful, yes. so amazing here, co-host. So here it is now, uh, at my other job, uh, one uh, of uh, my, my two co-workers, they were like, eh, eh, Carrie, so you're wearing bright at my yes, and I'm dressing up too. So they say, how does us be? So I say, hey, here well, you can come, you know. <laughs> and you know, remember last week I was telling you, Rudy, uh-huh. that I thought I didn't belong. I, I thought that, you know, I that know, was not that my... I so... And, and they them. told me the same thing. I was like, yo, it's only last really? week, Rudy, and I talked about that. So a lot of um, allies or straight people, you know, you know, we like okay. to party and we like to have fun. We really, we no, really I'm okay. glad you told me that because we thought we were doing a good job of letting everybody know mm-hmm. you could come down anything. Mm-hmm. So I will tell the team because we've handed over this year to a new team. Mm-hmm. As the founders, we are still around the old people to give them some <laughs> advice. But the younger people, are going to tell them any interviews you all do, any communications you put out, encourage the allies to come out. Mm-hmm. Encourage straight people to come out because it's at the end of the day, it's really about human rights. It's about creating equality for different groups in society yeah and as i said even within our community it's not just gay men in the parade it's not just lesbians in the parade it's mm-hmm. everybody that has been pushed together mm-hmm. lisa, into this rudy lisa alphabet said community. rudy you're a, you're such a genius i love you so much Oh eh, my God, Lisa! <laughs> Lisa, you are wait. Lisa, come up to me in pride and give me a big hug and Yay. let me know who you are, <laughs> and we'll have a time. Of course, we will. Of course, of course. So we have so much to look out for coming in. In well, I can't TT. wait to ex. And you know, this year, Carrie, as I said, I wouldn't be as working as much because the others are doing it. Yeah. So you and I will get to experience pride together. Yes. As and you'll really have a good time. I remember your time I was getting my stuff too because I want to go all out. I real extra, you know. I real extra, you know, Rudy. I know. Yes. I'm expecting to see <laughs> the boots, the hair, <laughs> the scarf. I, I have to get everything. some braids to put some braids in my ras because yes. I'm a ras. Yes. yes. I want colorful braids. I I excited. I real excited about it. Like, Next seriously. thing you end up on your front page, you say, you know. Go ahead. Thing, so I will look go nice doing it. I will look no, nice doing it. Yeah, I will hear about you. I will hear about. And then when, anyway, when people start to slide into your DMs, they not saying. Don't blame me, no. I not saying. Oh, I will forward them. I will forward the number to you. He has his big talks. What I go do with them? Eh? I don't know. Pass them along. <laughs> Make some money over there. <laughs> hey guys, yeah. it's just about five o'clock and wow. this yes, is where we close. Here's what I, I love this program. I look forward to it already. If you didn't good, know, good. now you, you know. I just look too. forward and to I'm it. I'm sure I am sure thousands of people out there look forward to it because it's the only program of its kind. Yes. Love is love mm-hmm. in the Caribbean. <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll catch you same time, same place next same week. Same place. Yeah, next from three week. to We're five. We're talking hate crimes next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And crime deep week. Subject, mm-hmm. Deep subject. Deep subject. Yes, part of the crime week. But we'll also bring some more details on Pride 2023. Yeah. And we also have to talk with the Trans Coalition. Yes. You know, 
lot continue lots, our quick confessions. Of course. Week. So stay tuned. This is Freedom 106.5 FM. This is where you speak your mind. It's Carrie V and Rudy Hanami. And Rudy. We are signing out. Talk, talk, talk. Streaming at freedom106.5.com.